The Movie Hour, Episode 70, February 4th, 2010. Warning, the following may contain movie plot spoilers and swearing. Hello all and welcome to Ioni Sky's Awkward Silence Movie Hour. I am your host, Greg Maloney, and I am joined by my usual crew, my brother James, and our famous friend Jeff. Welcome back, guys. Happy Groundhog's Day, everyone. Yay. Is it Groundhog's Day already? Really? Wow. <laughs> I, I have some last-minute shopping to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was considering so, saying Merry Groundhog's Day just because I think it's a bullshit that Christmas gets, is the only one that gets to use Merry, but whatever. Huh. Merry April Fools. Yeah, everyone, it's happy for everybody else. You know. Right. So did did we get our uh, extra like 10 months of winter or whatever it is? Or is I it believe a... so, yeah. I think we always oh. do. Oh, that's a disaster. The world. I think, that, I think that groundhog is just in the pockets of the Weather Channel. I, I, I... He's just phoning it in these days. It's amazing. He can predict how the Earth is going to revolve around the sun this year. It's going to be interesting. I don't think that's even true anymore. I think maybe at one point, but. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, we actually, uh, it's been a fascinating week, fascinating week. We got some, uh, I got some new equipment recently for the, for the studio and for our, my little, uh, own side projects. And you might be hearing me in some, uh, a little more, uh, we'll be coming to you in high fidelity, or at least my voice might be coming to you in high fidelity. Well, hopefully you guys, it's a heater you guys too, will freak it's cold out. In the fucking studio. I thought, <laughs> actually, I thought it was pretty warm. I thought, uh, Bob did a good job with the coal fire this, this time, and I, I didn't think it'd be an issue. Yeah, it's, 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 it's warm enough, but plenty smoky also. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, yeah, we actually, uh, we have some more, some more news. Uh, as everyone knows, Jeff's our overseas correspondent, and we are, uh, we're sending him actually to India soon to, to uh, lock down. To lock, yeah, Bollywood, lock down some deals out there. And, uh. Apparently they're gonna be shooting a new Indiana Jones and. <laughs> India Jones? <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> Indiana uh, Jones. You will go to Bangkok Palace. Yeah, it's a uh, um, it's exciting time. Exciting time, Jeff. Why don't you why don't you tell the masses about it? Yeah, I'm uh, going to India, so I, I will not be joining you all next week. Uh, going to be going there with my lovely girlfriend for a wedding. Uh, yes, it is exactly like the backwards episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Don't need to remind me; everyone else has. It, it is, um, and uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's exciting. We're going to be there for a little over a week. Going to visit Taj Mahal, a place called Varanasi, uh, which is apparently like a very holy uh, Hindu area with lots of shrines and stuff. It's supposed to be very nice. I'm very much looking forward to it. I uh, so took, took my first anti-malarial today, which is exciting. I, I found out that the side effects for my anti-malarial are very vivid dreams, and I've been told that is by, so great. It's it's wonderful, isn't it? I've been told by more than one person, like, don't freak out if you have a really weird dream. Like, wow, all right, cool. <laughs> did you ask like what the active ingredient in it did that? Because I want to get a get a hold of some in the. Uh, no, but I think it's called like Malfaquin or something like that. If you want to look it up, I I can post it on the boards if you want. Very vivid dreams will be your side effect. That's fantastic. That's hilarious. That uh, so actually I didn't even know. Is so malaria is actually a pretty a big deal in India still? Is that? I think it's a it's a big enough deal that I'm on drugs <laughs> for it anyway. I, well, I, mean, I also got a shot for hepatitis B. I don't know if right. you know that is B is a big deal. That's because you'll get. Uh, enough, I, I don't gonna... think. I haven't read up on this a whole lot, but I don't think India is quite as sanitary as it is here. Right, right. The hepatitis B is just in case. There are a lot of knife fights out there, so you got to make sure you're... Is that how you get hepatitis? Knife yeah, fighting? Yeah, knife fights, yeah. 
With animals, too, like with monkeys. Like with a monkey? Yeah. Because yep. so. I'm pretty sure I could take a monkey, and actually that was one of the days we had planned, was me knife fighting a monkey. Uh, we planned a whole day for it. I don't think it's going to take a whole you day. I think I think that. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> now that Greg tells me, we're going to have to figure something else out. Right, right. Well, I think drinking a lot of tap water is probably what I'll go to next. <laughs> hopefully uh, hopefully you'll lock down some uh, deals for us, and uh, it'll be it'll be good to see you back. You get back, uh, what, Thursday next week? Well, yeah, we'll... See you then. See you then, I guess. And J- James and I will take. Don't worry, we'll uh, we'll take care of business while you're gone. Don't worry about that. And uh, I guess you'll have. Uh, maybe maybe we'll get the podcast up in time for you to listen to it on your way back. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't be able to download it, but. That's... Oh yeah, good point. Because India doesn't have like the internet. Well, I just don't expect to want to have to resync my Apple iPod to a brand new computer. <laughs> All right, whatever, whatever. Moving on, moving on with more important news. That's 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 important, but not as important as our latest name feature, Holly Hunter's Hollywood Hoopla. Great name. Nice job. Yeah, nailed it. Boom, done. Uh, we are on to our second second uh, episode with its uh, official name, Holly Hunter's Hollywood Hoopla. And our first topic of the day is the beginnings of the relaunch of the greatest vigilante story of all time. You guessed it, Judge Dredd. Uh, Judge Dredd's creator, John Wagner, says the new story is much better than the original film starring friend of the show, Sylvester Stallone. I like how they say it'll be better than the first one. Yeah. I, Whoa. I, I'm sure NASA said the same thing after the Challenger disaster, too. Wow. All right. That's the kind of show it's going to be, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I don't see. I don't see what your problem is with. Judge. I think before you said, "I don't see what his problem is with the Challenger disaster." <laughs> <laughs> I just last episode during the Parker Posey for the least favorite quotes. I even mentioned "I am the law" as being one of my least favorites. So yeah, I'm not a big fan. But you haven't even seen the movie, Judge Dredd. I, I, yeah, I have. I haven't. No, I haven't. Oh, seen Jeff Dredd. hasn't seen the movie. Um, okay, I, so, I, did, I did just learn something about it though. I learned that Rob Schneider was in it, and he was also in Demolition Man, which to me just blows my mind. I'm, I, I, I my life has changed by that. They're probably they're, good buddies, man. Yeah, they're a current day Abbott and Costello. I really can't see Sly Stallone and Rob Schneider hanging out socially, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to break down those barriers in my mind. Yeah, probably, probably. I, I really think uh, we could use a new soundbite for I Am The Law. I'm sure he's going to say it at some point, and when the new movie comes out, I'll be there waiting with just a recorder. We need a new soundboard for uh, Sly Stallone saying we'll, we'll I Am The Law. probably spoof it or something. Wait, wait, but is Sly Stallone going to be playing Judge Dredd again? No, I doubt oh. it. Oh, well, what's they, the don't, they don't know yet, but I doubt it. What's the point of the new movie? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Maybe they want it to be true to the comic. Uh, maybe they want it to be less interesting without Sly. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, anyhow, yeah, that that does it for the Sly Stallone stuff. No more Sly Stallone bashing. He's our friend, first off. And saying that anything's going to be better than his movie is just, you need some proof when you throw comments out like that, because I'm not going to stand for it. Uh, Sly, Stallone, Sly Stallone does some good work, people. I'm right, really guys? becoming aware that you're a big fan. Right, right. I've been I've been pushing it pretty hard lately. Actually, kind of disgusting. <laughs> Next topic: Everyone's favorite, Rip Torn, was arrested on Friday for allegedly robbing a bank. Whoa! Up until, 
<laughs> Uncle Torn has been notorious for his alcoholic escapades ever since the greatest mugshot of all time taken when he was charged of the DWI, which, by the way, I'll post that for you guys. If you it's a it. fantastic it mugshot. Pretty good. Nick Nolte's with a stick. Yeah. I think Mel Gibson's might be better, though. Mel's is excellent. <laughs> and that was for all, oh, that was also for a DWI, right? Or no? Yeah, yeah, all three of them. <laughs> all three of them. It's, it's sad to see one of the greatest names in Hollywood just drop so far down. Well, you don't mean like greatest at, you mean literally greatest names. Yes, greatest name, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah Rip right, Torn, good, yeah. yeah. Cool yes. name. <laughs> Very cool name, I agree. It's right up there he's Slim up. Pickens from last episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, great Slim Pickens. Indeed, indeed. And actually, he's got a new movie coming out with, uh, it comes out in March? Maybe, maybe, maybe even earlier, but it's, uh, him, friend, big friend of the show, Parker Posey, big friend, as you, as everyone knows, and, uh, Demi Moore, whatever that lady's name is, Demi Moore herself. And yeah, I think it should be a bank. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> supposedly it was all a misunderstanding. Like he walked in the bank, he was drunk, and he had a gun. He didn't right? walk in the on. bank. I thought he went through like a broken window. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was at nighttime. He actually, he actually <laughs> he did break into a bank. <laughs> yeah. But still, he was drunk. He didn't know. He didn't even know where he was. He just happened to have a gun on him. And come on, people, give him the benefit of the doubt. Innocent before proven guilty, right? Right, guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's only going to take I mean, his money. Listen, I drink. Um, it's no secret to listeners of this show and friends of mine. I, I've been known to, to throw a few back. I've never had any misunderstanding to the level of robbing a bank or anywhere near it before. Like that's 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 intense. That's you have to be drinking an awful lot to rob a bank or look like you're trying to rob a bank. And also. <laughs> Banks are only open during the day. How drunk was he during the day that he wanted to go rob a bank? That's it's pretty awesome. Well, and also a little more information. Give give Rip Torn his plug while we're at it. Uh, the movie's called Happy Tears. It comes out February 14th, I think it is. But uh, going along with this story, he actually plays a father, and the two daughters are Parker Posey and Demi Moore, and they're trying to figure out what to do with the the father that's becoming more and more senile as the years as the years go by and uh yeah maybe that's Robbie just, banks maybe, yes, method yes, acting man method acting yeah <laughs> it's the best he's it's still in character oh, you man. know i read though i think he's got a good shot of getting out of this because i read that his attorneys are actually both judge judy's sons really really <laughs> that's uh well, i mean it's a joke but that's that's serious that, that's that's what i read that's <laughs> Next topic on the Hollywood Rundown, somebody slept with Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Hollywood Hunters Hollywood Complot. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> but still, that was an awesome joke. <laughs> Just trying to make sure we get that in that Right, habit. right. So next topic on the Hollywood Hunters Hollywood Hoopla. Greg Kinnear fulfills his destiny, as I predicted, as a replacement for William H. Macy by accepting a new role as the downtrodden salesman in the movie called The Convincer. Joining him in this outlandish role are Alan Arkin and Billy Crudup. I put this in here specifically because Greg Kinnear, as I've said before, is just your perfect everyday man just getting beat up and is either going against the odds or what have you and then just turns it around or something works out for him. And even though he ends up with just next to nothing, he's happy with it. And Greg Kinnear... You're a fan. Or you're a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> and you, you can be a fan of the show too, but you're, you should you're be like, a fan, Greg. You should be a friend of the show. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk. Greg, I'm gonna give you a call. Uh, my name is Greg Too. Be on Talk Soup. Cool. There you go. <laughs> my name's Greg Too. So yeah, I, think he, uh, I really he, love. He knows his place though, because I mean, 
I think he's gone for a little different niche than Macy. Macy always seems to play like the more of a schmuck and more of an introverted, quiet type, you know, shy guy. Where Kinnear, his guys seem to be a little bit more outgoing and I don't know, smarmy or something. It's he's definitely got a little different take on the, the William H Macy thing. I think there's room for both of them. And this one, was he in Mystery Man? Were they both in Mystery? Were they both in Mystery? Man? Yes, they were both in wow. Mystery Man. I found the link. Yes. I found the link. They copied. Maybe that's it. where Kinnear got all of his ideas. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Well, in that movie, Kinnear was like the established superhero, and you know Macy was the superhero wannabe. Right. Interesting. So, a little role reversal. You just blew there. my mind. This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, yeah. Let's put putting that aside. Last, last uh, comment on the Holly Hunter's Hollywood Hoopla. Uh, the one, the last one from the rumor mill. Patrick Stewart said he was working on a movie in Australia. The new Mad Max film, Fury Road, is being made in Australia. So is he the next humongous, the humongous, or what? I think he's the next Mad Max. No, no. Put him in some leather armor. Throw throw a wig on. He'd be set, dude. Mel Gibson can't do that anymore. He just runs around being angry and wants revenge. I have a whole sympathy for Mel. I'm thinking that's why he's so angry. He didn't get asked back for this. This, is, this is why he's just gone off the deep end. The Jews, apparently. Yes. The Jews are a big <laughs> contributing factor to Mel's anger. There's no doubt about that. Are we really still at the point where they need to tape? And like, Is Australia just the perfect place where, you know what? Nuclear fallout, lots of desert, perfect. Australia, let's I go. Think it's either that or New Mexico. I was just going to say New Mexico, Mexico actually. <laughs> I guess we just don't have the tax incentives. Come on, Obama. Come Nazis. on, New Mexico. Gotta <laughs> 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 well, give you back to old Mexico. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, that that does it for the High Hunters Hollywood Hoopla. Moving on to our next feature, the movie reviews, all all important movie reviews. Uh, time time to share with you more and more of our opinions on what we've seen. And uh, yeah, James, let's start with uh, let's start with you this week. Okay. Um, I ended up seeing a movie called Once. Uh, it's 2006. It's uh, it was made in Ireland. Uh, you guys might remember it from the. I don't know. Maybe you guys don't, since you don't watch the awards. But other people might uh, remember it from the Oscars when. Uh, uh, John Stewart hosted, and they won Best Song, and it was a pair, you know, a couple that came up, and the one guy gave his answer, and just as the girl was going up to like, you know, give her acceptance speech, the music cut her off, and then John Stewart yeah, brought her shunned. back, yeah, brought her back after the commercial break and let her do her thing. Well, these are the actors from that movie. Um, basically, the movie is about uh, kind of a poor Dublin native. Um, he's in his maybe mid thirties. Uh, by day, he kind of helps his dad in a vacuum fixing shop. Uh, but during his other time, his real passion is playing guitar. So he ends up playing in the street a lot. And like during the day, he'll play like, you know, famous songs just to get the money. But during nighttime, he likes to play his own stuff, you know, try out songs, that sort of thing. Well, one night, um, a girl from the Czech Republic uh, passes by, hears him playing, you know, asks about the song, you know, they start to talk a little bit, um, talk about music. Turns out she plays piano. And the rest of the movie is about how they collaborate musically. Uh, they start up kind of a bit of a relationship, and that f- it follows that along. And it's just about their partnership and how far that'll go. Um, the movie's actually pretty interesting on a few levels, one being um, the musical aspect is very heavy in this. There's not a ton of dialogue. And what they'll do is they'll start playing music like in the scene, 
you know, doing a collaboration or something, and then they'll use it as part of the soundtrack, like move on to the next scene, but the song will continue on and, you know, provide background for the next scene. Maybe it's a montage, maybe it's, you know, just I'm doing, you know, going somewhere, that sort of thing. Um, another kind of th- uh, cool part was uh, the two actors actually wrote and performed all the songs in the movie, which was kind of neat. Hence, that's why they won the award. Right. Um, and then the uh, third thing, like I said, it was not a lot of dialogue, but the performances, I really loved them. The the, the girl in spe- uh, specifically did a really good job. Uh, some gal named Marketa Urglova. Don't think she's ever done anything else, but, uh, yeah, she did a really good job on it. Um, the interaction between the two of them felt pretty real, so I was pretty happy with the, those performances. Um, overall, the music's kind of like a like a folksy, ballady type stuff, you know, just single guitar, maybe, you know, some piano accompaniment, that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really liked it, and I want to thank uh, Michelle W. for uh, bringing this to my attention and trying it out. So I oh, It sounds like, like it. an awesome movie. Anything anything with just musically heavily influenced on yeah, that? Yeah, it, like it was very heavy, like a heavy percentage of it was, was music. And well, sh- it was a really short movie, like an hour and a half or something, so. Right. I'm reading here that it was actually filmed uh, with two digital camcorders over a period of three weeks and a budget of 100,000 euros. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was it was definitely looked very independent style. Um, you know, there was one complaint that looked like whoever is doing the camera work at one point was just a little too shaky in some of the scenes. But other than that, I really didn't have too many complaints about it. Is this where you want? Is this the you know you serve it up if I say Michael J. Fox and everyone laughs? Is that what they're doing? No, I, oh, I, I don't oh, go there. Oh, oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> you and Challenger, but Michael J. Fox is off limits. That's right. <laughs> right. Uh, I can make what, fun of people if they're dead, but if they're still there to defend themselves, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> uh, Michael J. Fox might come and get you. Yep. So, um, going on to something a little more acceptable. Uh, the, the girl, I noticed also, like, apparently the dialogue is so few and far between that the girl and guy don't even have a name. Like, it's just their yeah. character. Yeah, they, you never find out their names. It's just right. girl and guy. Um, you know, that seems really cool. I want to... I am I am very interested in seeing It, it was movie. a good little movie. Right. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I actually saw a very fantastic movie, too. Very fantastic. Um, you could say it was musically based. Uh, the main actor was uh, pretty... It was found, found his, found his uh, voice in uh, musicals. Uh, Zach Efron being the main character. Uh, he, he's obviously, he's obviously from the movies High School Musical, High School Musical 2, and High School Musical 3. He's you like reviewing one of those. Senior year. Yes. <laughs> the senior year, yep, yep. <laughs> he's also in the movie Me and Orson Welles, uh, that did a lot of, did a lot of TV work. Um, but yeah, the movie I saw him in was 17 again. And now before, before, before you start calling me a prepubescent girl, I've got some, some, it's good thing you stopped me because I was about yeah. to call you a prepubescent girl. Right, right. Um, I had to see this movie because somebody else um, was pretty much pitching me an idea based on this movie. And I had to see it because I want to know how silly they were being, and I ended up watching it. Not that bad. It's exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you'd expect. Um is Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann plays uh, a big role in this. As um, hold on, let me let me step back and go with the plot because the plot's pretty complicated. Let me explain it. Um, you end up in the situation. Zach Efron is, doesn't even show up in the movie. Well, Zach Efron, being seventeen, ends up making some decisions in high school, grows up, and turns into Matthew Perry, who is the older Mike O'Donnell, 
and decides, uh, ends up back at the school to meet his kids who don't like him and he's in a hard, uh, his marriage is falling apart and he's just down in the dumps and Bill Murray's brother, uh, whatever his name is, shows Brian up. Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> yeah, shows up and shows up and turns him back into a 17 year old to try everything over again. Now this isn't going back in the past. This is like, big situation where he's turned small but it's not like the clocks have been reversed he's actually 17 and his kids and him end up interacting in high school and he helps his kids out because his son's a dork and yeah it's sort of like a back to the future too like freaky friday 14 right exactly exactly and uh leslie mann who plays the wife of zach efron who they were hollywood sweet or hollywood now i got hollywood stuck in my head high school sweethearts um She's getting a divorce from Matthew Perry, but then slowly puts together that Zac Efron really is Matthew Perry turned old. The dead giveaway being when Zac Efron gets to kiss Leslie Mann later on in his kid form, he makes out with her, and it's really funny. And um, yeah, that's so. Wait, much wait, it. Are they, they're not um, son husband or uh, son father, are they? Who? Efron and Matthew Perry. No, Ep- Efron is Perry. Perry is Efron. Perry is the older version of Efron when he's old. Uh, it's magic. Yeah. And the one, the one saving grace in this, and I thought it would be a little over the top, but, uh, Thomas Lennon, I believe. Oh, yeah. I remember he was going to be in it. Yeah. yeah. So was he- he's a big role in it. He ends up playing the, the friend role that, uh, God, I forget his name from Big, that plays the little kid friend role in Big. Um, where yeah, he's the only guy that knows that it's his true like his true identity, and now that he's young, he's he's pretty much like helping him out and trying to take care of him, and uh, he ends up having a big role in it, trying to pretty much hook up with the principal of Zach Efron's high school, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's pretty funny. He plays a giant like dork D and D nerd kind of thing, and um, as usual, he delivers pretty well. And I thought it would be annoying, but I thought it worked out pretty well. Uh, anyhow. Don't see the movie. Yeah, don't see the movie. Obviously, Um, it's nice to see Matthew Perry doing more work. I always thought he was pretty funny. Pretty funny, Matthew Perry. He's pretty funny. Um, But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. (laughs) My favorite part of that review was pretty funny, Matthew Perry. Pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I saw a movie. Uh, It was called JCVD. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, not a documentary about Jean Claude Van Damme. Actually, a uh, feature film, uh, in a fiction narrative, directed by a guy named I'm not, not going to get his name right, but it looks like Mabruk El Meshri, um, who uh, incidentally has actually been uh, it is slated to direct the Warner Brothers English language remake of Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Good guy. It's interesting, Um, but uh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So anyway, this this movie about it's about Jean Claude Van Damme plays himself, and it starts out with one of the longest shots I've seen in any movie ever. It's like uh, um, probably four or five minutes long, without exaggeration, and he. He, it's it's like a him in an action scene, and he's shooting guys and like doing karate on guys and stuff. And then towards the end, like at the end of the shot, he gets to um, he he like is in in like the little director studio area, and John Woo is telling him like, no no no, we got to do it again. He's like, damn it, I'm 47 years old. And you you kind of see um, kind of see him 
in his life as it stands, and he's, he's actually very miserable. His career's kind of not going well. Um, he's in a custody battle with his uh, for his daughter with his ex-wife. Um, just he just seems overall miserable. He he wants a studio role and can't seem to get one. Um, so it, it's uh, it's it's tough for for Jean Claude Van Damme. Did uh so the very beginning was just five minute continuous action shot. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like hilarious like action shot too, like ridiculous action shot. Um, and uh, it, it was pretty funny. Um, and uh, so he goes back to after this whole nightmare with his uh with his with the child custody battle and everything. He goes back to Belgium, and he um, and that's where he's from originally. And he gets accidentally gets like roped into this bank robbery situation like he goes into this bank and all of a sudden there's a like there's a robbery going on and it's actually kind of cool the way it's done it's sort of done like a like a tarantino type thing where you don't get it like a linear story like you sort of figure thing out things out piece by piece to an extent and was uh involved in this movie no uh, rip torn was not involved in this movie although i bet she wishes he were um this- he's gonna have some extensive legal fees to pay judge judy's kids right. um so he uh so Rip Torn uh yeah Jean Claude Van Damme so they they determined like the the police for a couple of reasons determined that Jean Claude Van Damme is indeed like running this hostage situation inside this bank and so they're and the people that are actually at fault Jean Claude Van Damme is of course an innocent bystander um but the people that are at fault take advantage of this because there's this huge media circus and everything and play it up like it is him. So whenever the negotiator calls, they have uh, Van Damme answer the phone and like That's talk to him and stuff like that. And um, and so they, they keep pretending like it's him per- uh, perpetrating this thing. And uh, he has to kind of figure his way out of it. And about almost towards the end of the movie, there's this part where he just stops and starts speaking to the camera about like, you know, I didn't want any of this. I, like, this is terrible. Not just this, like, but any of it. I, I, I was 13. I had this dream that I wanted to go to Hollywood and be like a karate star. You know, what happens when your dream when you're 13 comes true? It's not what you imagined it was. And they chewed me up and spit me out there. And it, it, it's just miserable. And, mm. You know, and so I don't know what to do now. I just don't want anybody to die, and and uh, blah blah blah, and why? Yeah, so that's that's the movie in a nutshell. You know, of course, so it's not uh, a very serious tone to it, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty serious movie. I, I would say. I mean, there's you know, there there's some uh, some gangster, some, some silly action movie stuff in there, but it's it's a pretty awesome movie. <laughs> I wonder if they like wrote this for him. <laughs> Yes. Yes, actually, they did. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Um, Let's pick somebody. Hmm. Yeah. No. He. Um. It's. 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 It was a pretty decent movie. I was actually a little bit surprised by it. I expected it to be like ridiculous, like the My Name Is Bruce movie or something like that, where it's just like a like a parody of every like how ridiculous it is. But it's actually like um like here's this poor man who's in this situation and he's trying to like reconcile being famous and and be, with just being like a regular guy who's whose dreams have been crushed to ex- to an extent and is very unhappy and uh so it's i don't know i i would definitely not recommend against it it's it's a pretty good movie interesting uh three things one i like how in the writing credits there's the writer and then there's two people that are <laughs> Credited with the idea, like okay, idea. These two people, writer. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. That was kind of funny. 
collaboration, this guy. Like, just there are 50 people writing this movie. And uh, second thing, apparently the tagline is "Be aware," which I don't. I don't understand whatsoever based on your Oh, uh, there is a um there's a uh an old clip and I didn't know about this, but apparently there's a uh there's a clip of Van Damme in some interview with like a French uh uh TV station or something just saying some ridiculously like stupid existential stuff about being aware okay. and uh they they make fun of it like a little bit in the movie and uh that yeah. Uh so I lastly think, I, think if you're, I think if you're like from Belgium that makes sense. Right. Uh, lastly, uh, Time Magazine said about JCVD, uh, specifically about Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, quote, he deserves not a black belt, but an Oscar. What's your response to that? I don't know if I'd go that far, but he was pretty good in it. <laughs> well, I noticed he wasn't, uh... Also, I want, I want to, I want to correct Time Magazine. <laughs> if anything, he deserves a black belt and an Oscar. <laughs> that guy's really good at karate. Yeah, I'm actually looking at his, uh... His fight record. It is rather impressive. Rather God impressive. Bless the he muscles from Brussels. <laughs> it looks like he. It looks like he stopped after he got his ass beat. I don't know. Anyhow, I'm not a karate master, but maybe sometime in the future I'll comment on that. I'm not ready for it yet. Um, awesome. So, would I'm for, I for, didn't notice? Did you recommend it? Would you recommend this to yeah, you know, I mean, specific was... specific uh, demographic? Anyone? Karate specialists? Yeah, I mean people who like a. Uh... Not a sort of karate specialist, but you know, it's it's a pretty good movie. I mean, it, there's there's enough uh, there's like some actual intensity with the bank robbery thing. It's it's kind of like a different idea for a bank robbery in and of itself. And then the uh, the the Jean Claude Van Damme drama is is pretty interesting. Like, I'm a little intrigued. Sounds pretty depressing to me, actually. It, it actually is pretty depressing, but you know, right. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, that'll that'll wrap it up for our movie reviews. On to our uh, little special, our special topic of the day. Uh, last week we discussed pretty much awards that don't matter. You know, all these people that are putting up these award shows, it's all just for ratings. You know, those are losers. But this show, this show is not about ratings. This show has meaning, and this is the Academy Awards, people. The Academy Awards, <laughs> known as the Oscars, to all of the to the layman, to the layman out there. And, uh, this is big, this is a big deal. And we're here to talk about it because the nominees for 2009, we actually, we got an argument about this. Is it the 2009 Oscars or is it just like the 87th Oscar? They never say the year, do they? Um, Anyone? I don't know if they do in the broadcast or not. I think they but, always just sit. But know, yeah, it's anyhow. supposed to be for the. I mean, all the movies came out. Well, that's not even true. Too. Her Locker came out in 2008. I'm so confused. Anyhow. This year, the nominees are out, and this is also the first year, which this will be a little bit of topic of discussion, where they have added five extra Best Picture nominees to total ten. No, none of the other categories have this, just Best Picture. And uh, there are a couple reasons for this. The, the primary reason that I read and I believe is uh, pretty much they are running into an issue where Best Pictures said at, is always announced at the end of the, at the Oscars, and they pretty much noticed that the five pictures were always similar and people that were similarly interested in those movies were the only people watching and they wanted to get more people involved and have more people stick around and just watch the entire thing. And they thought, you know, well, you know what, let's increase it to 10 and maybe that'll, uh, that'll, uh, up the, up the cash flow. What do you guys think? think this is you're, you're talking about the show itself. Yeah. The show itself. I'm talking about the, the big wigs. I'm talking about the big wigs here. See, that's just, 
a stupid ex- stupid reason to do it. I mean, <laughs> let's let's just <laughs> add so some bad. stuff so people <laughs> tune into the TV show. It's like that's not right. what's important here. The important part is the award itself. And I think right. that's what they're hurting is they're saying, oh, everyone's nominated for the award now, you know, everyone come watch us. And it's got no prestige just to be nominated anymore. I'm kind of surprised Transformers 2 didn't make it on here. <laughs> well, actually, we'll get to that. We'll get to the snubs. The snubs are next. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting, like, the list is out there. I'll link it on gungapit.com. You can find it there, but you can find it everywhere else. I'd recommend doing that because we have a lot of ads on our site. Oscars.org. Oscars.org. It's .com. Uh, yeah. A lot of, lot of, uh, lot of, uh, this is a lot of no surprises to me is pretty much how I felt when I was looking at this. Um, the best picture stuff seems all just like, just what we before mentioned, it doesn't seem like they mixed it up at all. Like all these movies were, already winning somewhere, like, nominated somewhere else, and just seem to be just picked based on, oh, you know what, they did good over here, too. Let's just put them in the best picture, because we don't know what else to fucking put in there. And, um, I don't know. It seems it seems like some stuff were left out, Jeff. Like, Jeff, you gotta, you want you want something to say? You want something to say about Transformers, too? I, w- I was gonna say, I mean, Fantastic Mr. Fox is for, uh, um, animated, uh, picture of the year, but I, I think... That it was better than some of these movies on the regular one. <laughs> um, to, to spell it out, if you guys don't have the list in front of you, uh, Best Picture, you have Avatar, James Cameron's uh, Blue Man Group, uh, The Blind Side, which was the big uh, football. What's that chick's name? What's that chick's name? Sandra Bullock. Go. Sandra Bullock. Bullock, who was also in Demolition Man, for those keeping score at home. Uh, District 9. The giant, super cool uh, alien should be treated like cool, normal people. Uh, an education, which I have no idea who was in that, but supposedly had uh, some critical acclaim. The Hurt Locker, uh, Iraqi. I guess it's not Iraqi, or just Iraq. Is it Afghanistan? Where they're on? They're where they're. Uh, I think it was Iraq. Is yeah. it Iraq? Okay. Yeah. So that you have uh, specialists in Iraq, on pretty much bomb specialists going around and helping uh, helping make the world safer. And that actually got tons of critical acclaim. I'm not surprised it's everywhere else on there. Tied for the most nominations. Yeah, yeah, with Avatar. And Glorious Bastards, also on Best Picture. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's new fantastic, fantastic route through France. Precious. Uh, story, this is with Monique, right? Is this, yeah. that's that? Yeah, and, with Monique. And Monique's supposed to be playing who? I know, Jim, you would. She's playing talking. like the evil mom, and she's supposed to have a tremendous performance in this movie, actually. I think Interesting. She's, I think she's the odds-on favorite to win Best Supporting Actress. Right. Uh, a Serious Man, the new Coen Brothers flick, which is uh, loosely based on the Book of Job. Um, Up, Pixar movie, everyone knows that. And then Up in the Air, which uh, Jim had uh, reviewed last week, the George Clooney, Jason Reitman vehicle. Uh, those are your ten. And I'm surprised about up. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I don't know. Like just because it's. I just haven't animated. heard that much good stuff about it. I guess. I mean, you reviewed it the one time and you liked yeah, it. Yeah, depressing I, as hell. And I just didn't hear Old that man much. His wife. I heard more stuff about it. Wally than I did about Up. So I'm kind of surprised it's on the list, <laughs> just based off it. of uh, word of mouth type of stuff. So you know, I'm kind of surprised. District Nine is the is I think to agree with Jim to an extent one of those movies that I don't think typically would have been nominated. Yeah, I really right. like this movie, 
and uh, and and I'm glad to see it getting some acclaim. Hopefully, this will cause more people to rent it or whatever. Yeah, the social commentary in that movie definitely got it its nomination. Yeah, yeah, I guess normally that's a good point. it's just yeah, it wouldn't have been on there. Like the ten, so, the ten nominations. I mean, three of them right off the bat, I could just know that aren't going to win. So why even bother putting them on the list? Which which three aren't going to win? District nine, up, up. and an education. I don't know anything about education. It's a really small film, which is the reason why it probably won't do anything. But it's just nice that it's on there. <laughs> yeah, and it's it made like $4 million or some ridiculous amount of money. So uh, two things that I think of with the Best Picture thing was, A, Star Trek is missing from the list. What You guys got any feelings about that? Star Trek not on Best Picture? I, and I, think I think District 9 takes the Star Trek slot, basically. It's just like, okay, we need really? something that did commercially well, and District 9 has social commentary, it wins. That That's my thinking on it, anyway. Hmm. hmm. Jeff? Did you see Star I, Trek, Jeff? No, probably won't. Right. They ended up getting, they had three nominations for your technological stuff, best sound mixing, best short film, or not short film, Jesus, sound editing, sound mixing, and visual effects. But, uh, I don't know, I thought it was pretty good, and I was- I think they'll probably win visual effects, I mean, what are they up against, Avatar? <laughs> and and I, I would think that, if any, like, if anything, Avatar took its slot, and there was just wasn't enough room for science fiction, like, left in, left in the, the list. I guess, uh, they needed 15 people, 15, uh, movies to be nominated, but. They should have, they should have like, 300, that way, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, other one that's missing from the list that, uh, I think would be an interesting pick, but I'm not surprised it wasn't there, is The Hangover, which made way more, way, uh, set the record for rated R movie in terms of cash made. Obviously, you're not gonna see any, outlandish uh, acting jobs. It's funny. It's a funny movie, and Tyson probably would like to come up and accept more awards and feel like his lights are <laughs> nude, but I don't know. Like, are you guys, Maybe that's what they were afraid of. Yeah, are you guys surprised or not surprised or have reasons for uh, it just not making Best Picture? I'm not surprised. I haven't seen the movie, but a straight-up comedy like that making Best Picture is... Pretty much unheard of, as far as I know. Yeah, I can't think it of never anything. would have occurred to me that that would that that would have been nominated for Best Picture. However, it does bring up the point that Greg's probably trying to bring up right now: should they have a Best Comedy? And I think yes, like like the Golden Globes, too. Yeah, the other well, show, the award show that okay. doesn't matter. Sure, yeah, whatever. I mean, but I think it would be like there are a lot of. A lot of movies that I think have value because of how funny they are that might, I don't know, maybe there aren't that many. Maybe there are only one or two a year. Maybe that's why it's not that way. I really can't think of another comedy this year that really rocked my world. See, I'm kind of split on this one. Like, the movie itself, I almost think should be in the same category, but I almost feel like the performance categories maybe should be different because... You're trying to do something totally different there, where you know right. an actor's trying to you know play a role, whereas a comedian is just trying to entertain you. And especially in today's day and age of humor, is just like the more ridiculous, the better it seems. <laughs> so it's now I would argue that like you've got guys like Bill Murray and 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 uh, Bill Murray and, um, and his brother and, and his brother Brian Doyle Murray <laughs> and I don't know. I think even like Paul Rudd and um and and some of those some of those uh, newer guys have made a career of being funny not by being ridiculous like Will Ferrell but by being like actual characters that say funny things. Yeah, hmm. Paul Rudd's a really good example of that point so i definitely can see that argument too i don't know i i i think 
Man, that's tough. To, to say that, okay, comedies need to be in their own little world seems like a mistake. And I, and you're right, they're not getting enough, like, they don't get any recognition now, so if we don't put them in their own world, maybe they never will, but I don't know. I think, uh, I think they deserve some respect, and they're not on here anywhere, obviously, like, they're not even nominated for anything here, and it, the movie was successful, yeah, which isn't the number one criteria to be on this, on these lists, but you think they would get something. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, usually the only comedy roles that ever make it are ones that are also dramatic roles. You know, right. Like the, right. the hybrid roles that, you know, Jim Carrey has tackled a couple times or Bill Murray, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, and the other thing, wow, you went to the Paul Rudd stuff. I, complete tangent. I don't think I brought this up before. We were, I was reading something about the new Pee Wee Herman movie or what is supposedly going to be the new Pee Wee Herman movie that might happen. And there was, I forget who wrote the article, but they were claiming that Paul Rubin, the Pee-wee, the guy that plays Pee-wee Herman, was pretty much the founder of our current male, like, comedic role where you just have the man boy, like the guy that is an adult in every form, but just acts like a child and has pretty much the brain of a child and is in- entertained like a child. And yeah. I thought that to be rather interesting because it does seem that way. And it, I couldn't really put yeah, an argument against it. seems like that. a high percentage of the humor these days is based on that kind of premise. Right. I found it very interesting. Very it's interesting. because a high percentage of the movies that come out have Will Ferrell in them. <laughs> there you go. Or same this, is tr- this is very true. This is very true. Um, so, yeah, do you, uh, I guess any other... I, we haven't gonna go, I'm not gonna go through list by list here, but do you have any just things that you were just surprised didn't make it up here or ones that you were happy that did? Um, there were a few that were missing that kinda surprised me, and not in any of the major categories though. Like that movie that I like, 500 Days of Summer, I thought right. it might get a nod for like screenplay or something, but, cause that's where it's Best the, supporting or something yeah, like that. Yeah, cause that's where it usually gets, you know, but nothing there. I surprised Watchmen didn't make it in like, I don't know, art direction or anything like that, cause it was right. a very yeah, visual movie. And then, uh, Where the Wild Things Are, I didn't see it, but I mean, some of the costumes and art in that look great too, just from <laughs> the trailer. Point. And I didn't see that anywhere on the list, so. I mean, I don't know. It seemed oh, like there were a couple of snubs in some of the minor categories, but I think, Greg, for the most part, I agree with you for as far as, like, best picture and the other major categories seem to capture the ones you would expect. Yeah, exactly. It Right down the list, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, uh, the same thing about, like, where the wild things are, you'd think you would see something with animated, maybe, but I guess only some of it was. That was effects. Never mind, it wasn't animated. But uh, the big one being, uh, Jesus you just went through it and I forgot it. Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen. I was really surprised again that it's just completely visual movie, not over the top of the effects, but you would think it would get a nod somewhere and yeah. it wasn't even missed. Um, yeah, I don't know. Very, very surprising to me. Uh, Je- Jeff, anything uh, stick out in your head? No, I think everything on here is perfect because it's exactly. <laughs> yeah, going to your is... uh, animated movies point with the Fantastic Mr. Fox, I've been he- hearing a lot of good things critically too. So I thought it might have a chance to you know win that category. But the part that bums me out about that is ups up for Best Picture. So it's almost like a predetermined right, right. <laughs> you think. I was like, well, if it's up, best animated. Yeah, it's really yeah. Odd. yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Like you'd think if best and. Like, there you go, animation, let's throw best comedy, best drama, yeah. best... And then have a best overall picture. Yeah, animated, it's got its own category. And then where do you draw the line, I guess, too, yeah, for that? What the fuck? Academy Awards. Sorry, didn't mean to drop the F-bomb. Did not want to do that. <laughs> you clearly did. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, 
this is what? How much how much time do we have to the actual Oscars? It comes out and they actually broadcast. I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, I probably won't be watching because uh, yeah, I made the mistake of watching them last year and uh, not being hammered, and that's not a mistake I'll make again. I'm maybe if Stewart came back. Stewart, yeah. I like Stewart. Uh, yeah. I watch every year and. Uh, Baldwin and Martin, and Steve Baldwin. Uh, or Steve Martin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin Steve and Steve Martin. Martin. Yes! <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, right. The guy from, uh, from Ecodome, right? Like Biodome. Biodome, <laughs> that's. <laughs> but, I just, yeah. I just imagined a Steve Baldwin. It's like an amalgamation of Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. It's just a couple. show hosting machine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I mean, I watch the, the awards every year and, I always enjoy them, so I'll I'll watch these too. My question to you guys though is, I mean, I I talked about this when we talked about our uh, New Year's resolutions about seeing some of the big, uh, the best picture nominations. I mean, are you guys inspired to see any of these movies now that they've been nominated, or it really doesn't affect you? Or um, I I, I wanted to see a serious man. Um. I wanted to see a Hurt Locker before too. I really wanted to see right, the Hurt Locker. Right. Hurt Locker is actually on the oh. way to my house right now. I'm I'm kind of excited. Nice, about that one. nice. I might try and get it for my uh, my girlfriend's got a portable DVD player, so I might I might try and grab grab a DVD or two and take it with me um, for the flight to India. Uh, Avatar, I really wanted to go see, but um, my friend that told me <laughs> that he was going to go see it with me just stabbed me in the back and didn't go see it with me. So two million away um, from domestic that- record, by the way. Yeah, I don't I, think that there that there are any of these movies that I haven't already seen that I'm gonna that I didn't want to see before they were nominated that make that I really want to go out and see right, right now. So I've actually seen sense. four of them already, which surprises me. Where am I at? One, two, three. My my resolution was to see three of them, so I'm just gonna up it now because I've already seen four of them. Right. There was. I don't think. I don't think this list makes me want to go see a movie I didn't want to already see. Like I've, I haven't seen Coraline yet. I've really wanted to see that. That's up for best animated feature, and I think it's up for a, a song somewhere. Anyhow, um, also still want to see Up in the Air. Still wanted to see The Hurt Locker. That was actually brought up to by a user Galloway a long time ago. I just never ended up catching it. Uh, a Serious Man. Mm, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm always a Coen Brothers fan, but. I just sometimes I take my time catching to those things, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, one thing I did want to point out before we move on: uh, Jeff Bridges, give him the Oscar, Crazy your, Heart, your boy. Yeah, my boy, Jeff Bridges. Um, he's gonna be big. Uh, I am happy he's there. The other thing that was really hilarious. Well, before I get to hilarious, uh, Christopher Waltz from Glorious Bastards better win it. Give the man the Academy yeah. Award. I've only seen um, that performance out of that category, but yeah, he did an awesome job. But I really love how Woody Harrelson is up for an Oscar for The Messenger, which I haven't seen. But the first thing I thought of was like, oh, he's up for an Oscar. It must have been Zombieland. Like, and then, uh, <laughs> uh, his yeah. comeback year could have been one of his many performances. Right, right, exactly. Like, I, did, uh, I was glad to see Tucci in supporting actor. Right, I, and that's the other thing. Some of these, some of these nominations coming in probably just for the hey, this is for. The work you've done in these movies, not just the one you just happened to be in and that we awarded or at least nominated you for. Um, like I'm sure, uh, like George Clooney up in the air, I'm sure did all right, but he got sort of snubbed at Michael for the Michael Clayton for what I think Mystic River. Yeah, for Sean I mean Penn. I definitely like Clooney's performance, but I think it's I think it has more to do with weak field this year. I mean, although I said that last year too, but it just doesn't seem like there's any just awesome movies. Right. Heads up, though. Heads up, because Morgan Freeman for Best Actor 
playing Nelson Mandela. That's that that right, just yeah, right. that's got, of Oscar. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready to make a prediction just yet, but come on. <laughs> uh, anyhow, interesting um, stuff. Yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up, and this is kind of right. a side note, is uh, we were talking before the show started, like what could you know, what should we talk about today? And I brought up the Tech Awards, which is usually presented like a week before or something like that. And my joke was, you know, what hottie's going to be, you know, hosting because the last few years, you know, it's been a hottie chick hosting these, you know, the nerd awards, basically. Yeah, the nerds are, you know. I don't even know what these awards are. Basically, it's all the technological stuff, you know, just the special effects. The actual creation of, like, cameras. Yeah, stuff like that. Oh, okay, So, basically, it's for all the nerds. And they they used to be part of the ceremony back in the, like, 60s and early 70s, but they made it its own ceremony, like, in 1977 or something like that. In the last few years, they've always put, like, a young, hot actress as the host. So it's just like, okay, put the nerds at their own table. We'll give them someone, you know, pretty to look at. So I went and I started looking at the history of it, and it's ridiculous. It's like since 1997, there's been a girl hosting it, like a, you know, arguably, you know, beautiful woman hosting it. I mean, the <laughs> the list is Helen Hunt, Ashley Judd, Anne Heche, Selma Hayek, Renee Zellweger. Whoa, whoa, Helen Hunt? Yeah. They start. So they started off at the bang. That, that was the earliest. Yeah, that was the earliest. Uh, Charlize Theron, Kate Hudson, Jennifer Gardner, Scarlett Johansson, Rachel McAdams, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Jessica Alba, and Jessica um, Biel. So yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty list. funny that they're that obvious about like just giving the nerd the the uh, nerd show their hot chick. So and, not, and I don't know who's hosting this year, but I'm gonna go with Zoe. Why not? They all hug her and kiss her and stuff. Zoe Zaldana, is that what you're talking about? No, no, Zoe uh, Deschanel. I'll go with her. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, th- I think that is kind of a nerd paradise right there. Yeah, <laughs> so, just a guess. I haven't heard. They probably already announced. But, yeah, I thought that was funny that they're that blatant awesome. about it. Yeah, so just to let you know, also, the Oscars come out uh, or on TV March 7th, so... Catch it there live at uh, abc.com. Cha-ching, cha-ching, et cetera. Uh, last, any last comments about the Oscars or the time for the Parker Posey play-along? I said Yay. bring in the Parker Posey. What's that, Jeff or James? I said bring it on. All right, all right, dude. I'm ready. We're ready. It's Parker Posey play-along time. Uh, Parker Posey play-along is, of course, the question we bring to you guys and uh, our other co-hosts, and they have to answer it live. Jim pretty much stumped us live pretty much last week uh, with his question, which was, what is your least favorite movie quote of all time? Yeah, and it scared me. I'm like, all right, this isn't going to do good. But I think I got decent responses on the boards. I got right, like right. five or six people you know, responding pretty quickly, it looked like. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's some good answers. And all of them, like every answer I read, I could pretty much agree with, basically. Right. I still maintain that anything that's just so bad, I just end up loving it for being that bad. But the, there was one user... Um, B. Sicta brought in a huge, I think he got one that I actually don't like, and it's, he, he ended up quoting Jar Jar Banks from the Notorious episode, uh, episode one, and, uh, saying Misa Jar Jar Banks being the thing that <laughs> with, pisses with a good, most. With a good comment. Three right. words that toppled uh, an empire. I do, yeah, exactly. I do go around yeah. saying Misa people gonna die quite a yeah, bit. Misa yeah, people go. gonna die? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, um, I, uh, along the same lines, uh, good listener there, Scott P, brought up, I'm your Sam, don't you know I'm your Sam? <laughs> uh, which is just phenomenal. I think, yeah, just lines that make you cringe, and those, those definitely do it. I was actually thinking about this, and I failed to post it, but one that bugs me a lot is anytime 
and I, I guess I could think of a couple specific examples, but I'll, I'll just leave it broad, where somebody, it usually starts with like, who are you? And it's always like, oh, I'm just your neighborhood police officer. You know, it's, but it's always like, it's always like an understatement, like, okay. we're the, you know what I'm talking, you know what I'm I, talking about? Does yeah, this make like, sense? Okay, when, yeah. when Batman and the, when Michael Keaton is Batman and the first Batman, the cool one, and he just goes, what are you? And he just goes, I'm Batman. And then kicks him in the face or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. kind of like that. Except for more when it's like understated. Like, uh, um, like, oh, I'm just, I'm just the night guard or like whatever. Val Kilmer. Like, like Val Kilmer in Batman like, Forever. When, <laughs> or, or even a better one is Steven Seagal from Under Siege. He's like, who are you? I'm the cook. You know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they were getting some good answers. And, uh, again, we'll have the question up at www.gungapit.com on the forums, and we'll also have it uh, at the Facebook page. Look for the movie hour. Uh, it'll be there. And I guess it is uh, time for my Parker Posey play-along. I, I have the question this week. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so... This was actually, I, you know what? Maybe I won't even ask this question because I was going to ask this question in honor of your trip, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> I was only that, kidding. Yeah, now that you shit on it, maybe, uh, maybe I won't. I was only kidding. Um, anyhow, in honor of Jeff's trip to India, I'd like to propose this Parker Posey play along. This is this is a uh, it's a think piece, a little tough. No, pretty easy. Uh, favorite movie that is based around a voyage or trip of a sort. Um. So plot. Easy. Journey to the center of the earth starring Brendan Fraser. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, <laughs> the door's wide open here. You can go, you know, like, yeah, you can go epic Brendan Fraser movie crossing or maybe something crossing the Antarctic, whatever, or just your normal family in the station wagon deal. A la, you know, what the movie is and maybe that'll be your answer. Um, I'm going with a more recent, more recent trip. Uh, that actually received some critical acclaim too while we're on the Oscar discussion. Uh, I'm gonna go with Little Miss Sunshine. It was the first thing that popped in my head, so I decided to put that in my answer. Close second, Caravan of Courage with the Ewok made for TV movie. But <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different answer. Um, so someone else can use that. Little Miss Sunshine was, I, I come from a big family, uh, of eight brothers and sisters, and I, we had our own little magic bus and it did just have a little nostalgic value to it watching that movie and thinking of the stupid times we've had in the car. Obviously not as dramatic as the ones they encountered, but uh, a very good movie. Uh, film launched pretty much Abigail Breslin's childhood stardom and uh, handed Alan Arkin his, his overdue Oscar. So it had, had that going for it as well. And of course, back, this is giant bookend back to Greg Kinnear being the everyday guy. Um, but a good movie, and uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I think it'll work out. So yeah, James or Jeff, favorite movie based around a voyage or trip, of some sort. Uh, you have anything, Jeff? Can, can it be? Can it be a voyage of the self? <laughs> interesting. Self transformation. Interesting. Interesting. Only if the answer is Neo from the Matrix. Otherwise, I'm not going to accept it. <laughs> Is it really uh, that hard? Is it that hard? I, I figured there I have some... two answers that I'm picking from right now. Okay. All right. All right. Jim, you gotta go. I'm sorry. Um, man. I really want to say almost famous, but you know, that's not the spirit of the question, you know. But, right, uh, that's. Yeah, they're on tour, but yeah, you want, you want more of the, you know, the journey being the actual uh, thing. Right. Um, man. 
I think I do have to go with vacation. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll save my second pick just in case Jeff wants to use it, so I won't mention it. But, uh, um, yeah, I have to go with vacation. I mean, it's European one of the – vacation? European vacation? No, no, the original. The original, just vacation. Jeff can use European vacation. The, the, the quintessential comedy. It's going to be an all-time classic if it isn't already. Um, right. Just endless humor, great gags. Uh, it's a Chevy Chase role I actually enjoy. Some of them I don't. But uh, a great soundtrack. You can't go wrong with Holiday Road at the end. And just the flesh, you know, by and the punches way, of, you know, a, a moose. So <laughs> <laughs> you got to love it. Oh, man. There's death yeah, in I... it. A hot blonde. Hey, there's death in, there's death in Little Miss Sunshine, too. So there you go. That's right. Uh, yeah, and it's been, I guess it's been in quoted to death, but it hasn't been. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good movie. Very good movie. And I think... Uh, that definitely encompasses what I'm what I'm looking for here. Uh, something that's the movie's just yeah. The plot is based on this, and I, I think it would work out pretty well. Jeff, nothing. Strug- struggling, struggling. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Why not? There we go. <laughs> see, Jeff, I was thinking that was gonna hop out. I was yeah, thinking. See, what was your other thought, Jim? Uh, so I typed it in it. chat. If you, you know, if you wanna, you know. Steal it. I, I think. I think this is the correct answer for you. Yeah, you know, um, I was just thinking. And, <laughs> I know um, your answer, but I, I guess I might say. Yeah, you know, you know which one I like better than Lord of the Rings is the Darjeeling Limited. Oh, um, they're they're quite alike too. They're quite alike those two movies. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, they're both, uh, especially because the Darjeeling Limited, especially given the theme of the question, does take place in India. Um, ooh, big. Ooh, yeah, I didn't even think about big. that. Link. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's uh it's it's three brothers on on not not only a physical journey, uh, but also a spiritual one, um, and uh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's a fantastic movie. <laughs> yes, I, I actually considered using that one. It, it was pretty you, good. It wasn't my favorite know. of uh, Mr. Anderson's, but uh, it's definitely a good one. I didn't know you actually had seen that movie, Jim. I uh, yeah, I thought I you reviewed sp- it. Maybe not. You probably I, did. I at least talked about it. Yeah, yeah. You surprised me, Jim. Every day, every day was something special. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, I think that's a good answer. Uh, Darjeeling Limited, again, is also probably with the heart of the question. Uh, question being again, for people, uh, to take it to the forums and to the, uh, the Facebook page. Uh, what is your favorite movie that is based around a voyage or trip of a sort? And the more it's based on the journey, the better. Um, I, I know there's a little, you know, there's some room for interpretation, but go with what you think's right. Go with what, go with what your heart tells you, and you'll, uh, I think you'll get the right answer. And, yeah, uh, again, uh, Oscar's coming up soon. Hope everyone enjoyed uh, the information. Hope you guys can use that. Jean-Claude Van Damme obviously needs as much uh, press as he can get, so please go see his movie, et cetera. Jeff's, Jeff's getting paid for him, for crying out loud, or by him, for crying out loud. So uh, help him out a little bit. But, yeah, uh, James and Jeff, thanks again for uh, another movie hour. Thank you for your input. Hope everyone enjoyed. Jeff, enjoy India. Thanks. Uh, drive safe, everybody. And, yeah. Uh, I'll try and fly safe. Thing I do safe, yeah. <laughs> hopefully oh, hopefully yeah. I'm not the uh, victim of some sort of grizzly terrorist attack, <laughs> or a knifing by a monkey, or a challenger, yeah, or a monkey knifing. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, I hope you have a good time. Uh, James <laughs> and I will be back here next week, people, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a blowout show. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. Jeff can't hold us down. What are you guys time. gonna talk about? I don't know. Oh, probably- Something cool. Maybe you guys should finally do the uh, the, the, the the plot that, or the theme that I always shoot down: the uh, movies about alcoholism. Oh yeah, <laughs> that could work. 
That could work. Really, really. That could that could it possibly could. be that. I'd rather have that that be a show for you where it's like an intervention kind of thing. Yeah, but, no, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you everybody for listening. Have a great time. We'll see you here next week. James and I will dominate uh, right here at the Ioni Skies Awkward Silence Movie Hour. See you guys later. So you said uh, Ion Skies. <laughs> Ioni Skies. <laughs> Can we pick somebody more esoteric next time? Serious. So I just took like a, a monster down and I felt so good in life.